We are luxuriating here over the astonishing success of our debut single, uh, and we are currently discussing a follow-up. So as soon as we have uh, the follow-up decided, uh, we will let you know. Dr. Kelly, welcome to the programme. Thank you very much, George. Uh, despite your newfound fame, I want you to be deadly serious now in doctor mode, as we have all these queries from our listeners. Very few can I answer. So I'd be, not like uh, you. I'd be like a church mouse. Okay. Although we should talk about our song, having said We should, really should, <laughs> considering the massive humiliation of it, but yes. No, I, I, everybody is agreeing that you can sing, and uh, except Paddy who says, when you told Kira her lips looked delicious, it was a bit more Hannibal Lecter than Tom <laughs> Jones. Uh, he wants to hear Shane Coleman doing Driving Home for Christmas, or Ivan doing Saturday Baby, Santa Baby. Look, this is our idea. We're not giving it over to Shane Coleman or, or, or your man Yates, who copies everything I do anyway. Will we give it a rock with Kira? Yeah. Uh, you'll find us on Newstalk.com forward slash the right hook. Uh, play Colette. Maybe it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Maybe it's cold outside. This evening has been hoping that you so drop in. Very nice. I'll hold your hands, they're just like ice. My mother will start to beautiful. Watch your hurry. My father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace so roar. Really beautiful, please don't hurry. Put some records on while I pour. Baby, it's bad out there. No cabs to be had out there. Oh, I wish I knew how. Your eyes are like starlight now. I'll take your hat. Your hair looks well. Mind if I'm moving closer? At least I'm gonna say that I tried. What's the sense of hurting my pride? Maybe it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, the answer is no. Baby, it's cold outside. The welcome has been How lucky that you dropped in. Nice and warm. Look at the window. At the storm, gosh, the lips look delicious. Waves upon a tropical shore, gosh, your lips are delicious. Never such a blizzard before, baby, it freeze out there. It's up to your knees out there. I thrill when you touch my hand. How can you do this thing to me? Think of my lifelong sorrow. If you got no more, and I All right, uh, Kira Kelly, uh, well done. I have a, a tweet from Michael Robinson. He says, Kira, was that really you? 
<laughs> Sadly, yes. <laughs> right. So, as the listener says, and I agree, you have to sing all the answers to the health checkup. If you want to listen to it, you can go to the right hook for. Uh, you can go to uh, newstalk.com forward slash the right hook. Now, this fella got his leg caught climbing over a fence. He fell over. He could have broken it. Luckily, he didn't. A week later, it's more painful, and the scab caused from the cut stings. What's he surprised about this? <laughs> well, I think what he's saying is, is it's getting worse. And why is that? And generally speaking, if you have a laceration, particularly because he got it over some kind of a broken old fence, he probably has an infection in it. Um, it's quite common that you would get an infection in open wound. Um, and wounds generally get better over the course of, of the days that follow them up if they're not infected. And if they're getting worse, as in this case, and becoming more stingy, I would suggest this fella has an infection. Now, what does he do? You know, get some old-fashioned iodine or something like that, something really strong, and clean it very powerfully. Aggressively. Aggressively. Give it a good... Scrub it with a brush. Yes, so it nearly bleeds again. Clean it, see what happens. If it settles down, you'll be all right. If not, you're going to need an antibiotic. Yeah, but he's also in pain. But pain tends to get worse, I find. When you when you when you get a bad bruise, it, it doesn't kinda of go away because it's deep seated. For that you know? he could take an anti inflammatory and that would help him with that too. But um I would suggest a good oh. clean, a good scouring clean and a bit of anti inflammatory and he may need an antibiotic. How can this person reduce blocked arteries to avoid needing stents? Can't, can you? Well with great difficulty to a certain yeah. extent. One I, here's the thing. Keeping your cholesterol level low does help this, but but a lot of people have high cholesterol whether they eat celery or not, um, because a lot of us have familial uh, hyperlipidemia or high cholesterol. Um, how do we keep our cholesterol low? It's not about avoiding cholesterol in the diet. Things like eggs that are full of cholesterol are perfectly good for you, um, but saturated fat, and I'm going to have all the paleo people out there now tweeting and texting and everything, but, but saturated fat is still in the diet considered to raise your cholesterol levels, which is still considered overall to be bad for this, and uh, I would suggest a low-fat diet is probably probably the thing to do. Right. No, you, if you have blocked arteries, you have blocked arteries, don't be giving the guy hope. <laughs> How did you lose weight, George? I lost weight by stopping eating. It's the only way to lose weight, eat less. That's all. And I, I don't eat. I, I've discovered this Mar- Marks and Spencer egg, uh, granola. Oh, yeah. It's in a brown paper bag. So it looks posh. It's devastating stuff. It's positively nuclear. We... <laughs> It is positive. We should, we should point out that granola, whilst not bad for you, is a very high sugar breakfast cereal. Oh, is it? Yeah, very high sugar. Do not notice that it tastes very sweet and delicious. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, where, that's where the sugar comes into it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, if you stop eating, you'll lose weight. Oh, this this one I'm a bit worried about. I've been given Valium together with Tyler and Diphene for bad sciatica, says the listener. What gives with the Valium? This, this listener has been given a combination of Valium, Tylex, I would suggest, and and Diphene for, for, for sciatica. Um, Tylex is just a painkiller and Diphene is an anti-inflammatory. What's Valium? Valium, people know it, they're familiar with it, sometimes called diazepam. It's a tranquilizer, but it's also a muscle relaxant. And very often when somebody has nerve pain like they do when someone has sciatica what they're having is, is they've got low back pain and it radiates down their buttock and, and the back of the side of their leg because the, the sciatic nerve is trapped it's being 
pinched by the, by the vertebrae and the discs. In, you in want your... me to actually fix this, or do you want to carry on giving this convoluted medical expert answer? This is this is why you bring me in here, George, for the for the and pay, right, me, okay. pay me the big money. The disc is is, is trapping yeah, the it, nerve. It's, it's it's a muscle relaxant, and very often when you're in severe right. pain, your lower back can go into kind of spasm and tighten up and stiffen up, and people can't bend or can't move. So sometimes there is a value in the short term in using things like Valium. Not in the long term, they're very addictive, and do not drive while you're on that medication. Now there used to be a great guy, sadly retired, but there are other guys who are uh, anaesthetists, and they put you on a on a on a bench, and you're lying on the bench, and then. And they inject a long-term uh, 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 painkiller into the it's very tricky because they have to hit the spot where the nerve is trapped and then you're home free. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do about? know what you're talking they about. They did that with me and I must say it was fantastic. Well, well, some people do respond very well to nerve blocks and stuff like that. Yeah. Equally, some people don't at all, oh, George. They? No, they don't. And they also do these kind of radio uh, waves in, in, into the lower back and they do all sorts of things. Well, the fellow in the matter, I can't remember his name, he was Brillo. He had me on thing and he had an x-ray so that he could see yeah. where the blockage was and then it, 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 it's a long-term kind of painkiller, so it keeps releasing over a period of time. Ultrasound-guided nerves box. Yeah, they they, they, yeah. they they can work, but they're not for everybody. And this guy, you know, try the medication and see, but they've, they've asked us specifically why the yeah. Valium. The Valium is to relax the muscles, and hopefully by relaxing the muscles, maybe take out some of the stiffness and maybe make them better able to mobilise. But avoid surgery like the plague. I'm inclined to think yes, unless you absolutely I wouldn't have leave, to. I wouldn't allow anybody near my back with a knife. Listen, this fella is 60. His ferritin level is 130. Does this mean he glows in the dark or what? <laughs> like, a, like the old ready break ad. Is that high? No, it's, it's pretty much normal, actually. I don't know why was he's it? sending in the text. Right. Um, yeah, no, that, that's a Stop. Really... It's normal. So we oh. don't know why he sent in the text. Go look. Uh, I have a strange pain in my big toe, says Stevie in Cork. Can't walk properly. When he's playing football twice a week on AstroTurf, it cracks constantly. Okay, there could be all sorts of reasons for this, but let's just, <laughs> but you're looking at me going, I don't want to know what they are. Um, he may have a little bit of arthritis in his toes or he may have had an injury to his foot from playing soccer too. I would suggest maybe a bit of physio on his foot and I would suggest some anti-inflammatories and see what happens. He may also need different footwear, orthotics. Orthotics are quite good for this type of thing because people often have difficulty with, with the, the joints in the, in the foot. Do you want the old man's answer? Go on. No, when we're younger, I don't know how old Stevie is, right? But when we're younger and we're playing football and stuff, yeah. we get injuries and we'd be like, well, I'd be all right, I'd be all right, I'd be all right. And then, a number of years later, it comes back because you've, you've damaged that toe. And, like, your big toe in particular, if you lost your big toe, it's not right. If they chopped it off, you couldn't walk. It's not well, crucial have, for you, your kind you, of walking. You have great difficulty. Yeah. It's an important so, toe. So, Therefore, this could be an old injury just playing up. And footwear, like, if you have difficulty with your toes, you you may need just to get kind of really comfortable shoes and orthotics. No, 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 absolutely. I would say anti-inflammatories, physio and orthotics are usually the solution to foot problems. But, um, you know, we're we're, we're generalising wildly. Why are there side effects to Kepra for epilepsy? What's that? Uh, Kepra is an anti-epileptic medication and people take it as, as this listener ha- has texted in for epilepsy. Unfortunately, most of the anti-epileptic medications have side effects. So they make people tired, they make people drowsy. For some people, they feel a bit depressed. For some people, they affect their memory and all that kind of stuff. So, you serious? Yeah, they're not the nicest medications, but you have to bear in mind why you're taking them. 
you're taking them because you have epilepsy and epilepsy is not a very nice condition either. And every time you have a seizure, that's a little insult to your brain and, and, and it creates cumulative damage. Oh. So we don't... But why, to... why won't his GP help him? He, he, GP won't touch it. He said it's only neurologist. Yeah, he was saying, why won't the GP adjust it? I would suspect because it is quite a specialised area. Um, right. And GPs tend to try not when someone is under the care of somebody who's very specialised, like a neurologist, to interfere with their the, the care in, in that you know specific patient because they don't want to do any more harm. They don't want to do more harm than good. Um, I think that probably is a, a question for his neurologist. However, things are moving on because neurologists are in such short supply. A lot of hospitals now have a situation where the GP can email a neurologist with a specific question and it might be worth his while asking his GP to do that in this case. All right. Where's the best place to get a breast check? There's one by Vincent's Hospital, I know, uh, in Dublin. Yeah, Breast Check is the National Breast Screening Programme, and that's where women over 50 get, uh, uh, it should be biannual, um, mammograms for free yeah. on the state to, to screen them for breast cancer, lumps and bumps, that kind of thing. Um, you can't access that programme unless you're in your 50s. So so if you're only in your 40s or your 30s or your 70s, you can't you can't get that programme. It goes up to 65. Um, so it may be being extended, but, but it's not currently... Okay. If you have a lump, if you if then it's not breast screening. So if, if you found something, so this is for any woman out there who's listening. If you found a lump in your breast and you're concerned, that's not about screening. That's about diagnosis and outruling there being a problem. You go to your GP and you're referred to your nearest breast clinic. And there's an, a, a diagnostic breast clinic in Vincent's as well as as, as the breast check. Uh, that there's, there's two sort of places. So so that's a different thing. If you have nothing and you're not in the catchment for, for uh, breast check, then you're in kind of a hiding to nothing. You may be able to get one on your health insurance if you have health insurance. If you're a public patient and you have a strong family history, you can probably be screened because of your family history. But it is harder for public patients, particularly okay. without family histories, to access free screening outside the parameters of breast check. All right. I know nothing about breast checks. So I won't get involved in that question at all. Eva's 25, suffered from chronic fatigue over the last two years, slowly get better. She wants you to help her get better faster. I really thought she's lucky to be getting better and she should be thanking her lucky stars. Well, no? she is lucky to be getting better insofar as... There's lots of people like this yeah. for life. Yeah, and it's a horrible condition. Yeah. Um, chronic fatigue is one of those things. Sometimes people get it post-virally. Um, sometimes we have no explanation why people get it at all. And it's one of those things where... where it puts people's lives on hold, George. They find it very difficult to function. They find it very difficult to, to actually achieve anything with their day, to get out of bed as a challenge, to do anything or go anywhere as a challenge. Um, some people, and, and, and we're not saying it's a catch-all for anybody, some people respond to antidepressants, not all people. Um, the best thing to do is to engage with a structured programme. And there are... You're, you're but but she's getting better now. She's in a much better position than somebody like Mark and Nathan Roy, which is a similar situation. He's got it every day now being extremely tired but her doctor his doctor happened to be a woman gave not that that matters no. gave him nexazole doesn't work yeah is the, okay, just, to, just to finish with, with, with Aoife Aoife the thing to do is to, is to adopt a structured program of, of graded increases in exercise so you, you know you walk like right. a minute or two further every second week or whatever you know you do stuff like that and you try and push yourself a little bit harder but within kind of a gentle pushing of yourself you don't do too much um, and you try and eat healthily and all that kind of stuff too so a lot of it's lifestyle based 
this guy's uh, text makes no sense to me because he's talking about having headaches and being really tired and his doctor putting him on Nexazil. Nexazil is a PPI. It's a powerful antacid. So it's for gastric acid and that kind of thing. Reflux. Do you know so what I mean? it wouldn't work well, for I'm being not, tired. I, it makes no sense to me why you'd be put on that for, for headaches or fatigue. So I think there's a piece missing in, in that jigsaw puzzle, George. Right. I think you and I, despite our best efforts, don't know what's going on in that guy's case. I, I did get a text straight in, but I thought I might do it. A very active nine-year-old son. He constantly complains of pains in his heels. Oh, yeah. Now, this is not orthotic stuff, is it not? No. Um, it isn't? All right. No, there, there are kids who have stuff going on with their feet. Um, they have some kind of bony conditioner in their feet, or sometimes they have... Uh, a spur-like? No, not necessarily. So Sometimes they have, they have problems with their Achilles tendon, and you see those kids and they walk around on their tippy toes and stuff like that. I would suggest this child, heel pain warrants a couple of things. They warrant a trip to the GP who will arrange an x-ray of the feet. That's the first thing. And they may need to see a paediatric um, orthopaedic surgeon to get an advice or, or an opinion on what's going on. Because um, how your child walks and how they learn to walk and do all that sort yeah. of stuff is very important. Um, and we don't know what's going on, but your kid shouldn't have regular heel pain. It's not It's not a normal thing. For some people, though, I should point out that it is actually just a part of a, of a growing pain scenario. Same pe- some people get pain in their knees, growing pains. People also get pain if in their heels. If they grow quickly. Like, yeah. Kids yeah. grow quickly. So, so yeah. heel, heel pain can be a pre- Precursor to growth, growth spurts. What about, I have a, Tom, Brian has a prolapsed disc at lower left, L5S1. Could this cause numbness and the side of the right foot? Yeah. Could cause numbness anywhere, couldn't it? Well, no, but along, you know when we mentioned the sciatic nerve. Yeah. The sciatic nerve travels um, more or less across your buttock, down the back of your thigh, along the side of your calf and along the side, underneath and along the side, the lateral border, the outside border of your foot. Um, So if he's numbness there, I would suggest this is to do with his lower back. I think he's absolutely right. Well diagnosed. Listener. Yes, because when I had the thing, I thought my hip was gone because of the pain in the yeah. hip. But the hip was a pain was coming from the sciatic. The, the sciatic. Yeah, it comes no. from your low back, yeah. and runs across your buttock down to where your kind of hip is, and then okay. down, down the side and the back of your thigh. You're going to answer this, and I'd switch off and go to sleep while you answer it. <laughs> Thanks for that. This fella has athlete's foot in his left in his toe for the last nine years. What can he do? I mean, athlete's foot for the last nine years. Why is he ringing us all of a sudden? Because we're you, you seem to forget what the slot is about. I do, We're yeah. helping people. Well, what um, do you do? Well, first of all, let's... let's A topical cream. Let's you get Caldasan. Microwave your shoes, okay? Um, use your Caldasan powder. Thank you, Caldasan, for sending us buckets of Caldasan for George's groin on a regular basis. Um, microwave uh, your shoes. Use your Caldasan powder in your shoes and socks. Yes, a topical powder, a topical cream, rather. I would suggest something like Dactacort, which is on prescription only because it has steroid and antifungal. But if it's been that bad for that long, this fella may need an oral medication because like nine years is yeah. it's kind of mental, isn't well, it? Well, if you can pull it off after nine years and save this guy's foot, you're some performer. I, I can well, tell I think that's not even after in question. Nine years, yeah. Yeah, you, as well that as song same. earlier, George, I think listeners know now, what kind it, of a performer listen, I am. I'm worried about Sean, right? Yeah. He's proposing to take Valium because he's afraid of flying. Yes. What dosage should he take? Now, you're not going to recommend him take Valium getting on a plane, are you? 
Okay, hold on. There, first of all, fear of flying is a genuine phobia. Absolutely. And there are a lot of people who find it really hard to go places with their loved ones and their yes. family members and whatever because of that. And there are actually, very sadly, people who have relatives in America and Australia and all who'd love to visit them, but they're terrified. So we do sometimes prescribe Valium for people. Yeah, yeah we do. And it's a work, though. Oh, yeah, it totally does. But here's the thing. I'm not going to be telling this listener about the doses and all because I don't want them going off and buying Valium, which is an addictive drug and a tranquilizer right. on the internet or something. Go to your GP. We all understand that fear of flying is a genuine phobia explain that you're going off you'll only ever be given a handful of these things because we don't hand them out like smarties they are a controlled drug but a couple of uh, of valium for someone who's very frightened to get them on a plane is probably a reasonable thing for some people because i think it's an awful shame if your fear of flying holds you back from traveling do you know what i mean that you can't actually get to the places you want to go to i i always think that you know either your anxiety runs your life or or, or right. either you control no, your anxiety I, I, or it controls I mean, you I, i'm not diminishing the idea of fear of flying yeah, not, it's, not it's for a genuine second, thing people but are i am really worried about taking these antidepressants because like there's another it's fella here not now. an antidepressant though it's just a, it's, it's a benzodiazepine it's a tranquilizer. You're totally right, George. Nobody should be on benzos long term. They are only for short term use for an acute problem, like, for example, getting on the plane. Yeah, all right. I'm not going any further. Uh, although the three Hail Marys has, been has worked known, for you. Has, has well, that, that's the other, that's well, the other option, Sean. an interesting thing. I can't sit in the window seat. I can't look out the window when the plane's taken off, so I, I move further in. Do Is you that because I mean? you're scared of looking out the window? I'm not happy about flying. Okay, okay. All right. I, I don't think you're unusual in that. I think lots of people yeah. don't like flying. Bupropion tablet. I, he's taken them for depression. Bupropion, yeah. You have to go and practice singing, but is that all right? Well, uh, well, it's, it's, a, it's a treatment for depression. Whether it's working or not, he doesn't say. He just says, should I be on them? We, we don't really know, but obviously you've talked to your doctor, you wouldn't be on them. And, you know, we, we, I'm a fan of, of, of a three-pronged approach for everybody with depression. Right. One is talking therapies, one is lifestyle change, and the third one is medication where it's indicated, but I wouldn't always yeah. leap to it. But if you need it, don't be afraid to take it because some people do. Uh, listening to Baby It's Cold Outside has also been, uh, has therapeutic effect. Kira is back next Monday, the 28th, for the Right Hook Holiday Special. When Pope Ivan Yates, Kira, and myself, and if you go to newstalk.com forward slash right hook, you can listen to Baby It's Cold Outside all day and night. Happy Christmas to you, Kira. See you after the holiday.